the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm on the go with the free Business 1440 mobile app. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. A federal judge in Texas has ruled that President Obama's Affordable Care Act is unconstitutional. And he says the law will remain in place while the ruling that he issued yesterday is appealed. It has to do with changes in the tax law that went into effect last year. President Trump has tapped his budget director to serve as acting White House chief of staff. The president made the announcement on social media, tweeting that Mick Mulvaney will succeed outgoing General John Kelly. He says Mick has done an outstanding job while in the administration. A senior White House official says Mulvaney's term as acting chief of staff has no time limit and that he got picked because the president liked him and because of his experience as a former member of Congress. That's White House correspondent Greg Cluxon. Paris police say 85 people have been detained in Paris on the fifth straight weekend of protests by the so-called Yellow Vest Movement. Thousands of people converging in the French capital once again. This is SRN News. Hi, this is Tom Barrett, president of Lean Partners. We are celebrating 15 years of helping Minnesota companies dramatically improve their margins, delivery, quality, and generate capacity. So we'd like to recognize a few of our clients by having them share their story. My name is Michael Murphy, owner of Mail Handling Group a printing and mailing company located in Eden Prairie. I started working with Lean Partners 15 years ago. During that time, Lean Partners trained us how to use Lean to drive bottom line savings. With Tom's guidance and his consultants, we became an industry leader with world-class quality, delivery, and service. We also found profit we couldn't have realized without Lean. Lean Partners worked with me and our leadership team to create a solid culture of performance for the long term. There is no question that Tom and Lean Partners have been integral to my company's success. Thanks, Michael. Are you interested in a customized plan to improve your business performance? Visit MyLeanPartners.com. That's MyLeanPartners.com. Hi, can I help you? Yes, I have a snoring problem. Uh, can you describe it for me, please? Well, it's about 5 foot 11 with curly hair and a mustache. Oh, I see. Mute is the latest in snoring technology from Australia that may be the solution to your 5 foot 11 snoring problem, letting you finally get a good night's sleep. Snoring is not normal and happens when we breathe through our mouth instead of our nose. Mute is a comfortable nasal dilator that sits inside the nose and supports the airway, allowing snorers to breathe more easily through their nose and keep their mouth closed during sleep. Trials show that 75% of couples are able to enjoy a good night's sleep together when their partner uses Mute. Mute is effective, easy to use, and may just be your answer to a good night's sleep. Mute is available at Walgreens and your local drugstore. Find your nearest store at MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more. Snore less. Sleep better. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's the King Banyan Show. As an educator and former legislator, 
Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Just say what you got, man. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Good morning. Welcome, King Banyan Show. Business 1440. Nice day today. I've lucked out. I've had uh, it's my it's my uh, second Saturday of uh, bell ringing for the Salvation Army this afternoon, and I'm going to get temperatures up here in the mid 30s. Yay! Okay, won't have so I don't worry. I still have I still have the uh, long johns um, in the car. I don't put them on until I need to go outside for a couple hours, but uh, we'll be we'll be uh, ringing the bell at the local. Chick-fil-A this afternoon, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, if if you happen to be in the area, it'd be great if you stop by. But uh, and and definitely, whether or not you're in the area, please do give to the to the Salvation Army. Um, it's worthwhile. It's a very worthwhile cause. We have a shelter here that uh, has been in the community for for about I want to say forty years now, forty two years, and um, and. It has um, it has been a real uh, a real godsend for people here. It's always full, uh, and they need your help. So thank you uh, for for your generous gifts um, to to whatever charity you choose, be it the Salvation Army or another one. But it, it, at this time of the year, it's always welcome. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven the number to call six five one two eight nine four four seven seven for your questions and comments. Um, few things today yes i'll get to brexit although although right now we're going to be kind of in a lull in terms of brexit but i want to do some explaining of it i want to talk about the the uh, politics a little bit of of brexit of the no confidence vote that surely you know about at this point it was in all the news throughout most of the week but things have died down a bit but but um there's a longer lesson to learn there. But in this first hour, I want to take some time to explore uh, some things that I that I wrote about in the last quarterly business report in the in the QBR here uh, in, in the St. Cloud area. I do a lot of talking about St. Cloud. And from time to time, I get a listener who will, or, or it, particularly when I speak down the Twin Cities, like, boy, you're talking about a lot about St. Cloud. Why do I care about St. Cloud? Well... My my answer is usually if you want to know what's happening in Greater Minnesota, okay? There's there's Twin Cities, there's Rochester, which is basically a healthcare economy. If you want to know what it, what an economy that is dominated by a healthcare industry looks like anywhere in the United States, you go to Rochester, Minnesota, and that that about a third of everybody with a job in in uh, in the in this area in Rochester, basically in Olmstead County, a third of the workers work for Mayo or in some other ancillary uh, health care provider. And I would say of the rest of it, I mean, you look at all the hotels, you look at the leisure and hospitality down there, many of that's for people who are with their their uh, partners, uh, husbands and wives, children, parents, grandparents, who are getting getting service from the Mayo? Um, that's probably another fifteen to twenty percent of that economy. So it's really it's 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 one. Here 
you've got a substantial retail sector, but you also have a substantial manufacturing sector. We are, you can go about 10 miles in any direction. Well, probably not so much east anymore, but if you go 10 miles north, west, or south, you're in farm country. Most of it dairy, but you're in farm country. So the farm bill that was passed this week is a big deal for us. I'll talk a little bit about that toward the end of this hour. Uh, but for folks here in, 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 the, in the hinterlands, it matters a lot. And as much as you might, not, you might like to think, well, I live in a city. What do I care about a farm? Your car lot down the street depends on those farmers making, making uh, their cash income so they can replace their pickup trucks. And depends on them to come in and shopping your malls and eating your restaurants. Uh, the food that we get on our plate is comes from a farmer eventually, so it really does matter quite a bit. And so I I tell people, you know, St. Cloud's a pretty good barometer for most of the most of the state outside of the medical device community in the Twin Cities, the healthcare community in in, in Rochester. If you take that out, the rest of it kind of looks like us. And we are. And what's better about St. Cloud is the fact that, that than some of the other parts of Greater Minnesota is that our our demographics are better. We actually still have a growing population, a growing labor force in this community. Push out to parts to the north, to the west. Go to a Bemidji. Go to go to a Marshall. Go to go to a Fergus Falls or a Thief River. And you find stagnant and perhaps declining uh, labor force. And it's really hard for an economy to grow when your labor force is shrinking. That's why I spend a lot of time talking about demographics with people. Demographics really do matter, and they matter a lot, okay, as soon as you folks drive outside of the 494-694 corridor. You folks who live in the Twin Cities, many of you listening to us to here on Business 1440. So I do spend some time talking about it. We published our latest quarterly business report on on Sunday um, in the local paper. We did a we did I did a very brief presentation of the results uh, because I had a guest I had a guest speaker talking about the healthcare industry. Uh, it has these components. Two observations that, that I made in this is we do a survey, and I and you need to tell you a little bit about the survey, and I'm not trying to brag too much about St. Cloud State and what we do, but for the last 20 years, we've run a survey where we talk to between 60 and 80 business leaders in the community around us, and we ask them the same questions. And it's the sort of questions that you might see in the National Federation of Independent Businesses, the NFIB uh, survey that you see business surveys done by lots of folks, but not many people will survey over a 20 year period, the same group of, of businesses. Now, not all our businesses answer us every, every quarter, but what's really fun is I'll from time to time be out someplace and a business leader is, comes by and says to me, King, I'm so sorry. I forgot to send you my survey. I promise I'll get it in next time. Okay. I just got to ask you, listeners, how many times have you actually apologized for not answering a survey when you get one in the mail or on the phone or on, or, or an email? I have 
great people that we talk to here. It's, it's, it's just amazing to me. But here's what they told us. Two things that I found really interesting. What's the number one complaint that everybody has about the economy right now? If you're, I'm sorry, what, that, if you're a business leader, what's your number one complaint? It is, I can't find workers. Qualified workers are terribly hard to find right now. It's the, you know, and you'll get it, it's the worst ever. Well, actually it isn't because we have 20 years of data. It was actually worse in the late 1990s than it is right now, but this is pretty bad. But over the last 12 months, the share of business leaders who are telling us it's harder for us to find qualified workers is dropping. The last two times that happened, a recession came within about 12 months. Here's the other thing that's happening. The other thing that's happening is businesses are saying to us that they that they expect to get more and more in terms of prices that they're going to receive on their goods and services that they sell. A remarkable run-up now to where there's about 60, 60% of our businesses said, say they'll get more about 25% say they'll get less, and the rest say they'll get about the same. That's an extraordinary high number. My question is, is it true? Is it possible for businesses right now to receive higher, higher, higher prices on the goods they receive? Now, if you're a steel manufacturer or an aluminum manufacturer, okay, you're in gravy right now. The prices that your international competitors can charge has been jacked up by tariffs, and you now have permission to raise your prices to replace the, the lost production from China and Europe. And they are. When I talk to people who produce goods that, are, that have steel and aluminum as inputs, they didn't wait until they got through a contract. They, the, the steel and aluminum manufacturer raised the price the very next day after the announcement of those tariffs. Those businesses are saying, I've got to, to replace that. This raise of prices is the, is the signal of where we are is in this term that I've used repeatedly on the show over the last, last few months that this is what a late expansion looks like. Okay. The late, a late expansion will include the ability of businesses to start to raise prices, and they have to because their costs are rising. Some of that inflicted by, by trade policy, but a, no small amount of that is, is somewhat self-inflicted. You see, when, a business is, when businesses start to tell us that they don't have as many problems hiring qualified workers as they did recently, one of two things could have happened. Either they raised their wages quite a bit, there's some evidence that that's true, or they lowered their qualifications and are bringing in less productive workers now. And when you bring in less productive workers, then the cost of labor per unit goes up because each worker takes, your new workers take more time to make a unit of output. Put it all together, 
and businesses will start to see their profit margins begin to shrink unless they can continue to raise prices. So either there's going to be some significant inflation in the next 6 to 12 months if these folks are right, or there's going to be some serious disappointment if they turn out to be wrong. And that disappointment is likely to turn to higher inventories, leading to production, leading to less, leading to less labor desired, which can potentially lead to unemployment. It will at least lead to less overtime, shorter work weeks, and so forth. Smaller pay packets going home with workers. All of this is told in the survey that we released on Sunday this past week. We'll shoot out a link to you on Twitter using uh, the hashtag PoundKBRS during the break. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. This time of year, you're bombarded with commercials from jewelry stores talking about incredible prices and amazing selections. But you know what word you never hear? Quality. Why? Because jewelry store chains and jewelers at the mall aren't about quality. At Wix and Jewelers, quality is a word they live by every day. In fact, their stellar reputation was built on it. From their incredible collections of diamonds and gemstones to their exclusive timepieces, everything at Wixen is of the highest caliber and designed to last a lifetime. Give her a gift that she can wear forever. A gift from Wix and Jewelers Bloomington. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people. They're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-518-4020. 800-518-4020. That's 800-518-4020. Have you ever considered how important a good night's sleep is to your overall health? Hi, it's Lee Michaels here for Carbon Cool Adjustable Beds. Have you ever heard the phrase, sleep well, live well? Well, besides all the wonderful health benefits and affordable pricing my friends at Carbon Cool Adjustable Beds offer, they would like you to call 763-325-5253 and enter the November sweepstakes for your opportunity to win your own Carbon Cool Adjustable Bed, valued at $1,600 and without any obligation or purchase required. Enter your name and address. They'll send you an information packet that will help you understand the many health and lifestyle benefits you can truly enjoy with your own Carbon Cool Adjustable Bed. Five different models, as well as many pricing options to meet your needs. Call my friends at Carbon Cool Adjustable Beds. They'll answer all your questions. 763-325-5253, 763-325-5253, and ask about their senior discounts, too. You don't have to wait until you see signs of trouble to start on the path of counseling. 
Family Innovations Clinics are warm, safe places set apart from the bustle of activity that distracts you from what really matters. They offer counseling for individuals, couples, children, and families. Let Family Innovations help guide you through life's challenges. Located throughout the Twin Cities, Alexandria, and Western Wisconsin, each counselor carries the same mission, to be the beginning of something better in you, your family, and your relationships. Online at FamilyInnovations.com. Welcome back, King Bang Show, Business 1440. We had the school uh, Christmas party last night, so my voice got used a lot last evening, and so you're, you might be, hope, hopefully this afternoon, I, I can just go out and, uh, and ring the bell Salvation Army and just still have enough voice to say thank you, but I don't know how loud it's going to be, but... Um, this topic is interesting enough to me that uh, I, I, I've got plenty of I got plenty to go here and uh, some some good Stonehouse coffee from uh, up in Niswa helping me get through the get through the remainder of it. Uh, the, the the results we had I tweeted out to you using the hashtag pound KBRS. That's our hashtag on Twitter. Okay, if you're not familiar with Twitter, welcome. Glad you could join us. Uh, just go to twitter.com and in the search box, just use the, just type pound KBRS and that will, that will get you to it. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, we're glad you could be, be with us. But one of the things that, that is in this report is simply, we see a, and I say we, because I, my co-author, Rich McDonald, who was, uh, who's been my co-author for about 15 years of the 20 years that the, that the, uh, QBR has been published. Uh, the what we do is, is is ask this same question over and over again. It has that real value in this, and and in particular, the upslope in in terms of future prices received, that expectation, and the downslope in terms of, of qualified the ability to find qualified workers. Um, they strike me as patterns that you see in a late expansion. Likewise. Uh, a Duke University uh, CFO Global Business Outlook. Nearly half, 48.6% of U.S. CFOs, chief financial officers, believe that the U.S. will be in a recession by the end of 2019, and 82% believe that a recession will have begun by the end of 2020. A director of the survey said all of the ingredients are in place. A waning expansion that began in June 2009 heightened market volatility, the impact of growth-reducing protectionism, and the ominous flattening of the yield curve, which has predicted recessions accurately over the past 50 years. Now, if you've listened to the show, you heard me talk about the yield curve last week. If you haven't heard that, you go back to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, look at the podcast, and you'll you'll see my smiling face. Click on that, and you can find the podcast for last week's show. And I believe one of them is indeed tagged yield curve so that you can go ahead and just click on that and listen to what we said then. The yield curve is not infallible and it has a long lag to it. And it hasn't inverted yet, although it is close. But there is indeed a lot of argument over where, whether or not we are at that, that point of having a recession happen or not right now. Let me... Let me have uh, 
Andrew play us a couple of clips to hear the discussion that's happening over this last week. Uh, first of all, let's first of all let's uh, talk. Let's hear from Mark Zandi from Moody's. He was on CNBC uh, uh, yesterday. And he doesn't believe that there's going to be a recession next year, but one's not too far off. Let's play cut two, please. Yeah, I don't see a recession next year, uh, Mike. Uh, I do think there's a lot of fiscal stimulus left. Uh, That's deficit-financed tax cuts. And uh, more importantly, next year, deficit-financed increases in government spending. So that provides a lot of temporary juice to the economy. And so recession in 2019 seems very unlikely, but... uh, but I do think the uh, you know things are coming together uh, and suggest uh, an economic downturn uh, in 2020 uh, will be quite significant, quite high. Uh, the, the stimulus will go away, uh, interest rates will be higher, uh, some of the imbalances in the economy more uh, more serious. So a 2020 recession seems like at least even odds. So that's least even odds as opposed to the CFO survey that put the odds at about 82 percent or at least 82% of the respondents say so, so I'm not sure that means it's an 82% likelihood. In contrast to that, let's hear Let's hear this. I, I was telling Andrew before the show, I think before he was born, um, it would have been 1980 or 1981, and I'm pretty sure he's younger than my son who was born in the mid-'80s. Um, uh, Ron and Santa used to be on what was called the Financial News Network, FNN, which took about 8 to 10 hours as a broadcast station in Los Angeles. Uh, and he was he was the anchor of a, of a three-hour of that. I think it was on probably 8, 9, or 10 hours, and they did uh, Chinese television for the uh, – Chinese and Korean television for the remainder of the, of the broadcast day. Um, but Ron and Santa uh, comes up with this phrase that, uh, that I think Andrew and I both like. Please play cut number four. The retail sales numbers are strong. Can we be an oasis? Well, we can for a while, but not forever. And this is what a peak economy looks like. I mean, you don't, you don't get stronger from here necessarily, right? I mean, there are, it's going to be very hard to find but a catalyst or a lever. I, I, we've not seen that before. And the markets, all three markets, interest rate markets, commodity markets, and stock markets are telling us something entirely different. Okay, so so I really I I, I wouldn't say I, I I love Ron and Santa, nor do I venerate him, but I I think he's a pretty smart guy, and he's like I say, he's been doing this for a very very long time, and and has been through several recessions. So when he says that's this is a peak economy, that that's possibly true. Let me poke a couple. A couple holes in that argument, though, to say I'm not 100% sure what's happening right now. I, I mean, I need to express the amount of uncertainty I have. My uncertainty level is high, okay, because I see signs of things that could be could turn out to be really good for us, and I see th- signs of things that could be pretty bad for us. But let me so let me turn to a few of those. The National Federation of Independent Businesses had their own small business optimism index that was out this week, and they came in with November for a number of 104.8, which is a drop from 107.4. But you should understand both of those numbers are quite high, though the 104.8 number is is the lowest number since March. That's still a pretty robust number. What we were saying in March was, hey, 104.8, that looks really good. Now we're going to say 104.8, that looks bad? No, I don't think so. I don't think you should say that. 
However, uh, uh, the people at NFIB wrote, the general consensus among forecasters is that the fourth quarter will be solid but slower. Growth appears to have peaked earlier this year and will slow as we move into 2019. So you ask why. I like the why on this quite a bit. A lack of qualified workers to fill open positions and a low rate of labor force growth are cited. So NFIB is citing those demographic data that I was talking about not terribly long ago here in the last segment of the show. And I think I think they are the bigger fat they are well I think they're the biggest domestic factor. Buck, bucking against that, we had the industrial production data released, um, which came in came in with a record high. Although most of that was due to due to the mining mining sector and utilities. Basically, what's happening with fracking? Put a pin in the in fracking. I want to come. I want to say there's a wonderful editorial in today's Wall Street Journal that you need a couple paragraphs of before the hours out. But I would say. Absent that, the manufacturing sector has slowed, not slowed, but it's least going sideways at the current moment. But here's here's the part that this was noted by Brian Westbury in a note that he put out yesterday that I thought that I also thought was interesting. A look at growth in the past year shows industrial production is up a healthy 3.9 percent. Notably, the flat reading for manufacturing in November was due to a decline in production of non-durable goods, offsetting gains in motor vehicles, machinery, and high-tech equipment. In the past year, various capital good indices continue to show healthy growth in business equi- with business equipment up 4.1%, machinery up 6.2%, high-tech equipment up 7.6%. What that What that indicates is that that there is the possibility that the supply side of that of the tax cuts might be actually taking root. I like the industrial production index for the same reason that that Brian's talking about it. It's actually a measure of stuff. It's not a measure of uh, it's not a measure of dollars, it's a measure of units. And so those numbers rising by by those percentages would indicate an increase in orders, delivery, and installation of capital. One way an economy can grow is that you give each worker additional capital to work with. And the value of that is, is that those workers who are using that capital will receive higher income because they become more productive. If I give you more and better equipment, you can become more productive. My when my staff, I have staff that needs to work on, on spreadsheets. If I make them work on one screen because I don't want to spend the money on a second screen, they can get the job done, but they're flipping back and forth all the time, and they might be made faster if I can simply give them a second screen on their desktops. And that's an example of how you can make an investment to increase the productivity of your worker. Guess what? When they become more productive... I actually can then then afford to pay them more because I'm able to deliver more services and more goods. Rising wages could reflect, rather than bidding on scarce labor, it could reflect each worker becoming more productive, profit margins are rising, and some of that profit margin 
can be used to compensate your workers better so that they have higher morale, which might cause them to work more. It certainly will cause them to, it'll cause, cause uh, some of them not to go search for jobs that they might have otherwise in, in a strong economy where, where you do see people quit to look for better jobs. They might be discouraged from that if you give them, give them more in terms of, of raises. All of those become possible with greater productivity, and greater productivity comes from, comes from, in no small part, investment in new capital goods. Those capital goods pieces, then, are going to be an important part of whether or not this economy is going to ca- just cause higher prices, some overheating, the Fed might raise rates, and so on. We're going to talk about all of that right after this. What's the Fed going to do? Because they're meeting next week, and... We should probably talk a little bit about that before we finish this hour of the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. that 81% of Americans have at least one social media profile on sites like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? 30% of consumers say they may not buy from a business without social media presence. I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, and I want to introduce you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for local businesses. Salem Surround can put your company in the middle of the conversation. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night? or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis. You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com, and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines.
each of us have special dreams if money is no issue. What's your dream? Extra income each month will allow you to do what you want when you want. Freedom of time and money are powerful. Invest in you at Online Trading Academy by calling now for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone. Use the keyword OTA. Again, pound 250, keyword OTA. Welcome back, King Daniel Show. Business 1440. We're talking about the state of the U.S. economy right now. We're gonna we'll, we'll get to Brexit in the second hour. Um, fascinating, of course, uh, the politics of what's happening there this week. But uh, I want to reflect a little bit on that and some some other activities that are happening. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. The number to call with your questions or comments. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Just some so some really really interesting uh, 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 notes here, uh, but first, the Fed meets uh, this week on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. I believe I'm trying to remember the exact right right. Uh, uh, they meet on. Um, hang on, I got to scroll back. Yes, uh, they meet on on the 18th and 19th of this week. So so that's two. That is Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, I'm going to be giving a talk down in Roseville uh, on, early in the morning, so I'll be in the shadow of it, but I don't know what will happen. As of right now, all of the probabilities we talked about last week on the show slid toward a slightly more hawkish view of what the Fed will do. I think that's reflective in of the data that we've seen. You heard in one of the clips we played, I believe, uh, the clip that uh, at the beginning of that Ron and Santa clip that we played in the last segment, a reference to the retail sales data. The retail sales were up uh, better than expected uh, in the month of November. That's a that's a positive sign. There, in short, there wasn't a piece of data out there that if you wanted to to pause the rate increase in December. There wasn't a piece of data you got this week that domestically that would cause you to do that. There's lots of stuff happening overseas. We'll talk about we'll talk about Brexit. We'll talk we will talk about uh, uh, we we got some fallout from uh, from the decision to uh, arrest that uh, Huawei uh, uh, CFO in Canada in Vancouver uh, last Saturday that we talked about or that that we talked about last Saturday. Um, that is still. That is still percolating along. But domestically and on balance, what's happened in, in the uh, Fed Fund's future market is there's we went from 72 to 77% in terms of the probability that they'll raise the rate this week from a 2.0 to 2.25 range to a 2.25 to 2.5 range. Remember, the Fed has said that the neutral rate is 3%. It will be interesting to watch the dot plots because you'll get new dot plots here at this meeting what will they say this time what do they think is the neutral rate where do they think the rate will be a year from now there's going to be a lot of information on wednesday and if you are an investor who invests in interest rate sensitive types of securities um you had better be truly glued to uh glued to uh your tickers and and your screens um particularly Wednesday around 1 o'clock Central Time when, when the statement from the FOMC comes out. 
I I expect that they'll raise rates this time. What was interesting was there has been a f- shift back. There was like an overreaction. I thought and I really did think when I talked to you a week ago. I thought there had been an overreaction of the market in terms of the lowering of probabilities for rate increases during 2019. There was some snapback in those numbers. So I'm looking at the at the ex, at the Fred Funds future market probabilities for for uh June, what is this? This is this is the uh, June nineteenth meeting. This one reads that the probability that you will not get another rate rise beyond the one on Wednesday, that I think will happen on Wednesday, is at forty six percent. There's a forty six percent chance that there'll be at least one rate rise in the first half of twenty twenty nineteen that would take us to two fifty to two seventy five in terms of in terms of the Fed funds rate target range. Remember, 3% has been asserted for a few years to be the neutral rate. There's only about a 10% chance that they'll actually go all the way to 3% at present. My expectation was they were they was that 1 in 10 chance. I think there's a much higher probability that they will have two rate rises, but that they will stop at 3 Right. As, as we talked about last week, Jay Powell has said, the chair of the Fed has said a couple times, we might raise rates beyond that 3% uh, for, for a while to calm inflation. And reading the survey that I was talking about in the first segment of this, of this hour, there is some inflationary pressure in the marketplace right now. Businesses want the capacity to raise prices. And I know you would say, well, businesses always want to raise prices, don't they? They always want to be able to make more money. Yes, I, I understand that. But it's one thing to want to, and it's another to say, say, I plan to. And what the response is, what I'm seeing, what I see in these responses is an increased number of businesses plan to raise prices. Is it because they think they have higher profit margins? In a few sectors, perhaps. But in many other sectors, it's a response to increased cost. And I don't think it's all laid at the feet of labor costs. That's why I think what's happened in, in terms of energy prices. I saw 208.9 on, at the gas station as I drove over, to this, drove over to campus this morning. All right? Not nine months ago, we were talking about, well, we might be getting $3 gas again. Nope. 208.9. Indeed, this lead editorial in the Wall Street Journal this morning, and I'm going to, I'm going to actually grab my physical paper and look at it here. And you look so rig counts, you know, week to week are being held constant. But I just want to read this, this piece here. You realize right now, the uh, for the first time in 75 years, you would know this already if you listen to the King Banyan show. You right that we are the number one producer of oil. We've now. We're a net petroleum exporter uh, versus, you know, versus OPEC. U.S. crude production has surged 20% in a year, tripled in a decade, thanks to advances in hydraulic fracturing and horizontal drilling, a.k.a. fracking. American output is rising at the fastest rate of, in the century. For nearly six decades, OPEC has dominated oil markets by setting production quotas among its 15 members. In late 2014, OPEC flooded the market with oil in an effort to break U.S. drillers who were burning cash on mounds of debt. 
As oil prices fell below $40 a barrel in 2015 and 2016, many wildcatters, wildcatters folded or were absorbed by larger producers. But here's the key point, and this is why cartels who try to squeeze out competitors frequently fail. The survivors became more efficient. Technology, including drones with thermal imaging to detect leaks with improvements in horizontal dr- drilling, along with, excuse me, along with improvements in horizontal drilling, boosted productivity. Over the past five years, production per rig has more than tripled in the Permian Basin, quadrupled in North Dakota's Bakken Shale, while the Bakken rig count has fallen by 70%. Output has increased by a third. Skipping down, many U.S. producers say they can turn a profit at $50 a barrel or even as low as $30 in the Permian's most productive regions. Yet most OPEC members need prices ranging between $70 and $90 per barrel to balance their budgets. Now, there's a point in that that I wanted to make to you. The point is this. What's the difference between what happens in the Permian and the Bakken and what happens in Saudi Arabia or Iran or Libya or Nigeria. You know what the difference, or Mexico or Venezuela, you know what the difference is? In the Permian and the and the Bakken, the people making decision are private businesses. Saudi Aramco is owned by the kingdom. Iran's oil fields are owned by the mullahs. Nigerian, Libyan, Venezuelan, Mexican are owned by state-owned enterprises. They're all controlled by state-owned enterprises. When they say they need 70 or $90 to balance their budgets, what budget are they talking about? They're talking about the budget of, a, of, of the enterprise? No. They're talking about the budget of theirs, those countries. The U.S. government budget does not depend on profits being made out of the Bakken and Permian. Even though they generate they generate royalty money royalties that go to state and federal government, they don't. But we're not balancing we're not balancing our budget. Period. But we don't rely on those on those royalties in order to be, in order to help fund the government. Those other countries do. So by squeezing out inefficient producers here in the United States and leaving the efficient ones in place, OPEC in twenty fourteen did us a favor. They made us more efficient, and now we're eating their lunch. And so while you might worry about inflation coming from some some other parts of the economy, one place it's not happening is in oil because we've become more efficient. It's a great editorial. I highly commend it to you. It's the Wall Street Journal weekend edition this morning on page A12. I'll send you to it, assuming you got the paper copy. If not, hopefully you got a subscription online. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. The best pros put a little extra into everything they do. At the Home Depot, so do we. It's called Pro Extra, with member access to exclusive money-saving offers. 
up to 20% off paints, stains, and primers every day. And $20 off your first purchase over 200 bucks just for signing up. That's a lot more than a little extra. Pro Extra, only for pros, only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Visit the Pro Desk in-store for details. A lot has changed at Wixon Jewelers since they opened in Bloomington 30 years ago. The store is much bigger. The selection unrivaled. But one thing remains, Dan and Hope Wixon's passion to serve you. When you choose a diamond or fine watch from Wixon's, you'll get the warm, authentic attention you deserve. Wixon's professionals are not paid on commission, so they take the time to get to know you. For the past 30 years, it's always been more than a purchase. Visit Wixon Jewelers and experience why they are unlike any other jewelry store you've ever been to. Wixon Jewelers, Bloomington. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Hi, everybody. Randy from RB's Computer Service. Let's talk managed services. Managed services is when you let a company like ours take over the responsibilities of keeping all of your computers and servers protected and running efficiently. We keep your systems patched, keep antivirus protection on all of your systems, provide a way to filter out much of the malware, manage your backups, and most of all, keep you up and running. This is no easy task and takes you time. Time is money. If your server or even important computer goes down, can you afford this? Let us take care of all this for you, and you can stay focused on being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones, and tablets, too. Call us today at 763-441-3884. Once again, 763-441-3884. Or find us on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Ah, the holidays. What a wonderful time of year. Until the credit card bills arrive. Hi, this is Joe Metzler for iMortgageJoe.com and award-winning locally-based Mortgages Unlimited. Did you know that the average home price in this area has increased about 6% per year for the last seven years? This means that most homeowners once again have a ton of equity. Equity that can be used to pay any debt, like those maxed out high interest rate credit cards. Maybe you've decided to stay in your existing home, and now you can pull out the money needed for those long-delayed home improvements. Imagine the freedom, happiness, and possibilities with an extra $400 to $600 or more each month if you just consolidated all those debts into one single new mortgage payment. Reach out to me today for a no-hassle consultation at 651-552-3681 or apply online at imortgagejoe.com. That's imortgagejoe.com. Mortgages Unlimited is an equal housing lender, not an offer to enter into an interest rate lock agreement. Not everyone will qualify. NMLS 274132. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Thanks for listening today. So rate increase on on Wednesday, Nick, this week coming is pretty much in the cards. It would it would be substantially shocking to the system. I mean the stock market would rise at first, my guess would be, if if they didn't raise rates. But I think after a, uh, after a day or two of reflection, they would realize that that means that the Fed thinks that the economy is already slowing down. It might be. It might be. And the reason why I would be concerned about that, I'm King Banyan here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440, 651-289-4477, number to call with questions or comments. comments. The reason why it not, might not be slowing down is whether or not these 
supply side impacts come into play. I, I still think these are these are these are possible, but there are there are lots of clouds on the horizon. I think we're going to talk about clouds next hour. We're going to talk about Brexit and what is there a cloud in that for the United States? Is there a cloud in that for Minnesota? I think for Minnesota not so much, but I think for the U.S. as a whole, I I think there's I think there's reason for concern there uh, that that we probably should pay attention to. And let me just, and, but what I want to talk about then is, is, is sort of that broader history. But there's also stuff happening in China. China is dramatically slowing down. And I think, you know, you might say, hey, great, finally our, our, our trade policy is having an impact on them. Be careful what you wish for. Um, it's, I, I, think, I, think, uh, I think the world economy is quite exposed to the possibility of, of a, a China recession that gets a little a little more than than garden variety. I think they can manage through a plain old slowdown without much trouble, but I but a, a recession that actually started to truly hit asset prices and housing prices in the country and expose a lot of the bad debt on the their bank's balance sheets would be would be really troublesome. Well, you're going to talk about that next hour. But just a couple more couple more thoughts about the US economy. Lost in all of the drama in dc um the farm bill passed i mentioned it briefly at the beginning of the beginning of uh the the hour and again in greater minnesota that seems that sounds like hey that's great the farm bill passed that's awesome here's the problem right this bill spends 867 billion dollars over the next decade okay that's billions with a with a b Okay, there was no progress made on the reform of the food stamp program. Okay, basically the negotiators between the House and the Senate threw up their hands and said, no, nobody really wants that. And it ended up passing, was remarkable, ended up passing with 38 Republican votes, even though it expanded the deficit. You go after, you go and you read, senator after senator, who has said, the deficit is terrible. I'm just going to pick a couple, just 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 to pick on a couple people. Uh, Bill Cassidy, Republican of Louisiana. The national debt is more than $20 trillion. Fiscal responsibility is not an option. It is a necessity to ensure the long-term financial health of the United States. He voted for the farm bill that spends $867 billion. Ted Cruz. Oh, I'm not going to, no, I, that's not really a quote here. Uh, let, me find, let me find another one. Mike Crapo, who's from Wyoming. Our nation faces many threats, but perhaps the biggest is our growing us unsustainable national debt. It is an urgent issue. I'm sorry, he's from Idaho. Okay, he's an urgent issue for many Idahoans. Is that how we say that, Idahoans? Uh, who, who agree we must reduce our spending and balance the federal budget, unless it comes to farmers, and then no. Now, the farm bill is important for those who live in, in greater Minnesota, particularly in our more rural communities. They've grown quite dependent on the on the income that they receive from the farm bill. Okay, that's fine. I I, I understand that, but the f- it, there's tons of subsidies in here. I mean, it is it is a monument of micromanagement. Okay, prescribes how many acres you can farm of which crops and what's the yield going to be on each acre. Okay, just just just. I mean, it is in some sense agricultural socialism in terms in terms of defining 
so specifically what production will be and what happens if we produce too much, what happens if we produce too little, all of which ends up meaning a cost to the rest of us. But for those in, those in greater Minnesota, it is, in fact, uh, a big deal. Many of my, many of my friends and colleagues, many people who, who I spend a lot of time uh, talking to, some of those people who participate in our surveys, we're saying, you guys, we got to pass the farm bill. We got to, we got, we got to pass that farm bill. So the farm bill is now passed, and 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 that will cause some money to flow into area in, into this area economy, and Minnesota will be a net beneficiary of the farm bill. And that's why people in Minnesota tend to support it so so strongly. But it is a step backwards in terms of fiscal responsibility and. In the at the end of the day, it will probably lead to it'll certainly lead to higher debt. It'll probably lead to higher interest rates, and will continue to crowd out other kinds of investments that the government can make. Uh, investments, for example, in in our defense and in in border security that many conservatives also say they want. After this, we're going to go talk now to uh, listen to some uh, Brexit news, uh, and we'll cover all that after these messages. We'll also talk about China and the slowdown that's happening there that I think was more apparent this week than it has been recently. We'll be back after these messages. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. It's the geometry teacher who mans the ticket window. It's the kid in grade school who paints her face blue and white before every home game. It's the accountants and salesmen and store managers who give up their Friday evenings to referee. It's the graduate who listens to the league championship game on the internet. It's the parent who sells ads in the school athletic program. It's the cashier at the corner convenience store who wears school colors on every game day. It's the trainers, equipment managers, and ball boys who never miss a practice. What makes high school sports here in Minnesota so special? They do. You do. We all do. High school sports. It's the we that every community needs. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Hi, this is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. I don't have one thing in my life that I can boast about. Every single thing that is good is a direct result of Christ's salvation in my life. Matthew uh, is one that you might be talking to if you call our number. He's my son-in-law. We've established a great relationship over the past few years, and we pray that that might continue as he serves in the capacity of, of running the office. Well, when someone calls, usually I just try to see what their needs are and whether it's estimating for gutters or a roof or a repair if the roof is leaking. My focus is just always on trying to honor God in how I interact with people. You know, I just try not to add anything or subtract anything from what the Lord would have us do. I'm really excited to be fielding your calls today and talking to you about the needs you might have on your roof or gutters. For a free and obviously no obligation estimate, contact us by phone at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. 
Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com. Business 1440, KYCR, Golden Valley. A service of safety. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.